Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Live Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Thursday evening. Uh, special topic Thursday. Each and every week, we set aside approximately a half hour to either respond to your question or take up subject matter that is maybe a little unique, a little different than what we normally do. And certainly this evening is that. I have a special guest in studio with me, my nephew, actually, uh, Aaron. So, Aaron, great to have you with me this evening. Great to be here. So, Aaron, I asked you to join me this evening because you have been staying with me over the past week, and we have found ourselves in uh, a number of different conversations about the question of identity, you know, who we are in God in relationship to what we do for God, and how people perceive from the outside who we are in relationship to what we do without a consideration for God. Okay, so this evening we're going to focus in on more or less a reestablishment of what it means to say, I am a son of God, or of course, I am a daughter of God. What does it mean to actually say that? We were talking before we came on air here, you know, there's this conversation that everyone's having today, just not in, in the sporting circles, but also in all circles, who the greatest basketball player of all time is. Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or so on and so forth? With no real consideration into what it means to actually talk about greatness. Greatness in relationship, not to what we do, but, but who we are. And that's our emphasis this evening. So maybe to set this up a little bit, Aaron, um, for our listening audience, you are someone who received a great deal of accolades for what you did just not on the basketball court, but also on the baseball field. You were recognized, just not locally, but statewide. And so you received all of these accolades, and out from your high school experience, you then moved on to, and currently in, <laughs> your college days, your college experience at the University of Minnesota Crookston, a Division II school that you play basketball and baseball for, and that your experience has been a little different. And so you have this high school experience that you have passed through, and you're on the tail end of this college experience that you are passing through. And again, as we were talking on the couch, it was really out from that conversation that I asked you to, to join me because of the importance of, of, you, of what you have to, to share with us this evening. Well, with my identity, putting my identity in sports rather than putting my identity as a son of God, relates directly to my prayer life. Mm. Throughout high school, very up and down. Well, I'd say even up to now, prayer life can be really up and down, and that's where my identity can change. Mm -hmm. In high school, if I was getting awards, if I was playing really well, say in basketball, and my prayer life was non-existent, that's where I was putting all my emphasis. That's um, where I was looking for acceptance Yeah, was... Yeah. Um, from people giving me compliments for basketball rather than just playing. Yeah. So, yeah, my prayer life kind of dictates uh, where I put my identity, and that's gone all the way through through college. I have one year left. So that's kind of everything in life is 
your prayer life. I mean, that's your relationship with God. So that's where your identity lies. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, Aaron, for someone who might be listening to this radio program who is receiving a lot of accolades, whether it be in junior high, high school, college, or beyond. And this just doesn't have to be within the sporting arena. It can be life in general. Maybe maybe we are CEO of this big company and we receive a lot of accolades. To, to hear those words, Aaron, are very important. It's all about prayer. And for those <laughs> faithful listeners out there, um, you are echoing what we have been talking about over the past, oh, 10 or 11 years on Seeds of Truth, that at the center is prayer because prayer is what forms and informs everything that you do. And as you put it, Aaron, and I think it, it's an important word, when it comes to acceptance, if we are so caught up in what someone else says about what we do, then yeah, our spiritual barometer is off. If our axis lies in what someone else says outside of God, then our, um, our barometer's off. So we have to kind of situate all of our relationships uh, from that center that is prayer. And certainly that is really good advice, I think, for our listeners to hear. So Aaron, you go from this experience where everyone is, is praising you and, and affirming you for what you do and, and have done on the basketball court and baseball field at, at Crookston High School to a very different situation, to, um, although 15 miles down the road, a very different setting for you uh, you are on full-ride scholarship in basketball and baseball, and I should include in that, if I understand it right, uh, some academics as well. Can you speak to the distinction and the difference, really, between your high school experience and your college experience up to this point? Yeah, absolutely. It has been a complete 180. <laughs> um, yeah. that Not was, 360, but 180. <laughs> it was really a shock to me right away. Mm. Um, just first off, because of the level of play. And then once the season started, in basketball particularly, just not getting any playing time, uh, expecting to get some playing time but not getting it, was really a shock to my system. And in a way, I felt a little bit worthless because before that is where my identity lied. Mm. Was yeah. In basketball, was playing, so once that's taken away from me, then what do I have? That's, you a, know? Great, that's a great question. So. Yeah. And that's where prayer life comes in. Mm. It, Amen. it got a little stronger at that point, so I was able to go get through it. The last two years, during basketball season, it has been an up-and-down struggle with my prayer life. So it's been an up-and-down struggle with basketball. Mm. And I can really tell like during practice, for example, getting really upset with the coach, with the teammates, and very visibly, mm. especially the last two years, um, not so not, much. Not so not much your so freshman, much my freshman year. year. Yeah, yeah. Because um, people can see. People would tell me, Aaron, I've never seen you this upset. Mm. I didn't know you could get this upset. You know, I was the the nice guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially this past year was not so much that I was getting so upset, and that goes along with some stress in school and all that. But also just prayer life not being where it needs to be. So my identity lies in not playing basketball, feeling a little bit worthless, and not really knowing what to do with myself. Mm. So goes again with the prayer life. Yeah. It dictates everything. Well, as a close friend of mine once said, when we are down to nothing, God is always up to something, right? And what I'm hearing is that you are experiencing at the uh, University of Minnesota Crookston um, some poverty for 
all this time you were receiving accolades, all this time you were getting that pat on the shoulder, you're so good, and now that's not there. And so you have experienced a poverty, and this has had you asking new questions about your faith. This has had you going back to your faith, maybe a little more than you were before. And I can't help but think, as I listen to you, Aaron, about the first beatitude. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. A beatitude that really puts out in front the importance of just leaning into God for all things. And by the way, the all things includes a deeper understanding of why God is allowing you to pass what you are passing through. Jesus first says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, because if if we are in fact leaning into God the way we ought to, and and what we mean by this is... uh, you know, longing for God the same way our lungs might long for air. And it's a lifetime to get there, I think, really. <laughs> and you're what, 20 or 21? 21. You're 21. Yeah, so you have, um, you have three lifetimes in front of you, uh, and, and it's going to be three lifetimes worthwhile for you to, I think, enter deeper into that first beatitude as, as it is for me and what's before me. But certainly... As I'm listening to you, I hear you experiencing something profound, something important for your own journey, you know, as you uh, walk with God. You said, obviously, schools involved. Aaron, can you speak to other aspects of your life as they've impacted your journey in sports, specifically to how this has been a revelation to you and who you are as a son of God? Yeah, I think first off is school. I'm going into elementary education. And I was thinking about this beforehand, too, was just with that major, and I want to teach kindergarten or first grade, second grade, somewhere low level. Sure, sure. Their identity is, Mm. they're just themselves. Yeah, yeah. They don't, there's nothing else. They're just themselves. They're not, there's no pressure or anything. And that's that's what I love about the younger grades, is it's refreshing. Mm -hmm. They don't have any expectation on me with sports or anything like that. I'm just Mr. Holcraft, yeah, and yeah. and they love me, yeah, yeah, you know, or they don't like me very much sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. but that that's what I love about it, and it's it's a little bit humbling, mm. um, and it, I really enjoy it, and it's it's just really a refresher. It's I kind of it's kind of another world, yeah, for me, yeah. Um, another aspect that has changed the way I I view myself, my identity, is my relationship with Sia. She, we've been dating for six months now about, and with sports, she's just never put anything on me. The way she felt about me was never, it was never, it was never tied to your performance. She was accepting you for who you are. Yeah. She really wasn't not even with sports, other things too. It's just about who I am Yeah, and supporting me, just telling me not to give up because it'll help me later in life. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing too. Uh, My mom is a big supporter with that too. Um, Growing up. She was. She never really talked with me about sports or anything like that, and I think that was a good balance between her and my dad. With my dad, it was more emphasis on sports. With her, there was a little bit of balance there. Sure. And sure. we talked about it recently. Had she uh, she apologized to me for for not talking about it. Um, mm. Mm. For if I felt like she didn't care mm. about it, but for me, I told her that was it was a good thing. Yeah, it was a it was that a, I could balance. That I could out. come to her and yeah. it was nothing about sports. Yeah, you know, it was just up, just about me, mm. um, and that's an, another thing I love coming to Chico. I get to meet new people who know absolutely nothing about me. Yeah, where yeah. my identity to them is just Aaron. Yeah, 
So those are some things that are, are positives for me outside of sports um, that really push me to accept my identity as a son of God. Yeah, amen. You know, as we were first talking about what we, what we might want to talk about, I shared with you, hey, to me, it, it would appear that the question about identity is very important. And the one word that I'm hearing over and over again, Aaron, is acceptance. Just accepting me for who I am, first and foremost, as a son of God. So it's not so much what we do, but who we are, right? We're not human doings, but human beings. And what we do is only best in light of who we are as sons and and for all of our listening audience, of course, sons and daughters of God. Aaron, in college, I know you've had uh, several other experiences that have impacted your faith. I have talked about Joseph a great deal here on the radio. Um, Joseph, your brother, lived with us for over two years. He was involved in the National Evangelization Team, as well as other youth, youth ministry. He had a huge impact upon me, but also my children. He was very close with my children. And, and when I talk with people that Joseph influenced, they just can't stop talking about him. Now, for our listening audience, Joseph was killed in a car accident two years ago. I've got to believe this conversation would be incomplete <laughs> if it didn't include some reflection on Joseph, because if there's anything that can describe Joseph, it's the way in which he embraced you, me, all of us for who we are. You know, there was nothing fickle. You know, we hear in, in sacred scripture to be a, a man of, of no guile is to be a great man. To me, that's Joseph. He, he was a man of no guile. There, there, was, there was no pretense, right? There, there was no, hey, Aaron, you know, how many points did you score or did you throw no hitter? It was, how you doing? How you feeling? That kind of thing, Absolutely. I'm sure. There's a lot you can say, but specific to your identity, Aaron, and, and what he meant for you in your journey as a son of God who did receive all of these accolades in high school, but then started to struggle a little bit. Um, I know you were, let's see here, two years ago, so you were, it was in the summer between your freshman, sophomore year, yep, is it that was right? about a week into school. Okay. I think all throughout high school, he was a senior when I was a freshman, so I actually got to play one year on the varsity baseball team with him. Okay. And even okay. then, he was second baseman, so when I was pitching, he was behind me. Um, and there was never any any kind of pressure. Mm. You know, nothing like, why is my little brother playing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> yeah, I, would, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I would strike out. Yeah. Um, I remember one game, it was one of my first games playing on varsity, and I struck out to end the game where I had a chance to drive in the winning run, and I think he was on second or something. And I, I struck out, and I looked at him right away, and he kind of put his head down and then put his head back up and kind of smiled at me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that was... That was just a picture of what he was to me mm. throughout mm. my whole life. Mm. Was that it was okay yeah. that I mess up. Yeah. You know, it was it was okay that I'm not perfect. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with my struggle over the last couple of years without him here. Mm. Was that mm. there wasn't I mean, there obviously was people that feel that same way, but sure. Maybe not as clearly as he was that it was it's okay, Aaron. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's okay. And playing baseball in college, I really just wanted to play baseball for him. He's, he loved baseball. He yeah. wasn't able to play in college, so I, I wanted to be the one to play college baseball. College basketball was my own thing. But um, so, again, without him here, 
it's been more of a challenge, but he was someone who was searching for an identity throughout high school. Um, after he came here to Chico after high school, but he, he found it Mm. and it was very obvious to me when he found it. Yeah. So, and he was, it was all about humility for him. He wasn't, he, I remember him asking my mom, is it okay to play sports? She said, what do you mean? Said, well, it takes, it takes time away from God and aren't we supposed to love God with all of us. And yeah. she, she yeah. said, Joseph, yes, but you can still play sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playing sports is a way of loving God yeah. as, as, yeah. as God entrusts us with certain gifts and talents, mm-hmm. and we should never undermine that. And that's not what this evening's about by no means. Sport is a good thing, but what we're talking about here is yeah. maybe where there might be an overemphasis on that right. from the, the people out there right. and how they perceive you. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he, he was... Like you could see, he was just searching for what was right and what, like a good balance and sure. and for his identity because he didn't want his identity identity to be in sports or anything else but a son of God. So he was he was always searching that for that throughout high school, and I could see that he found it once he came here, hmm. and um, so that was a big inspiration to me. And like I said, without him here, it's been more of a struggle. Hmm. Uh, I I thought. Once he passed, you know, it's it's a shock. It's a complete change. My life has changed. I thought right away I'd be a better person for mm. it. You kind of expect that when someone close to you dies, you'll just mm. be a better person. Yeah. But there's still the choices you make. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I kind of thought it would just come a little bit easier. I'd uh, grow in a deeper relationship with God, but that wasn't the case. I kind of went the other way. Because of that, because of my expectations, I had to work for it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I have been struggling with the last couple of years. With Joseph's Joseph's girlfriend, Mariah, we've had a lot of good conversations. I saw her a few weeks ago, and she was just talking about how she can talk to Joseph. And I've thought about that too, but never really, never truly believed it. But seeing sure. her the way she expresses that and her witness to the faith and to what Joseph meant to her. I've been able to dive a little bit deeper mm. into that mm. um, and pray through Joseph. You yeah. know, he's able to pray more perfectly than we are. Yeah, amen. You've said a word, I think, twice now as it relates to um, identity, and it's worthless that when you've struggled, if you... Uh, we're putting too much of an emphasis in a particular area, a particular sport, and it didn't go your way. You you felt worthless. And of course, you read St. Paul's letters, and he, he's talking about our self-worth. He's talking about how our self-worth is rooted in a very real relationship with Jesus Christ. But what we have to realize is that when you talk about any relationship, right, even a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's going to be ups and downs. God's deepest desire is that we desire God as much as God desires us. The reality is it's going to be hard. The reality is there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys. Jesus himself, you know, on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So um, to you, Aaron, I would say, you know, as you struggle, it's okay because God says it's okay. Jesus says it's okay from the cross. He still invites us, you know, but it's always a come and see. 
You know, I have something special for you. Just come and see. <laughs> I, I have something I want to surprise you with. Just uh, come and see. We live a life, Aaron, of um, discovery. It's the joy of discovery that makes life worthwhile. Um, you, I know you mentioned Sia. Sia's come into your life over the last six months. And um, as a witness, this has brought you great joy, clearly. Right? The yeah. joy of discovery. And in that joy, in the many conversations you have had with her in your courtship, she has helped you come to better understand um, who you are. Certainly, this is what I'm hearing, and this is, this is what I've heard you guys talk about. Um, it's something to be excited about, just not in your relationship with her, but also in your relationship, and dare I say more importantly with God, that with God, there's going to be something on the other side. You know, we say, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. The other side is greater when God is there, and it's, it's the unthinkable. It's the unimaginable. Um, and this is why we climb that hill, we climb that mountain to see what's on the other side, even if it involves the loss of someone so close to us, with the understanding that um, it's not going to be all right and all well right away. It's going to take time. And time might be 5, 10, 15, 30 years, but it's going to take time. And that's, that's worth living for, as, uh, as Archbishop Fulton mm. Sheen once said. I think... Your comment on it taking time is really understated in culture. Mm. Mm. That that first few months after Joseph passed, you know, everyone's asking if I'm okay, you know. Mm. Um, but then it, it just stops, you know. People forget and accept the people who are so close to him. Mm. It it does take time, and people, I think people get upset with themselves. I got upset with myself a few times that for me, it was actually the opposite that my grieving process, well, I don't, I'm not sure if it's done because it's kind of hard to know, but it seemed to be over very fast mm. for me. Mm. And I was able to not move on, but just kind of look after my mom and sisters because I wasn't feeling that sad anymore. Mm. And that was something that I kind of got upset with myself over, that why is it taking so much time for other people but not for myself? And that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. Hmm. But it does take time. And same with, I'll go back to prayer life, that takes time too to, de to develop. And that's where my identity lies is in my prayer. And so when my prayer life is down, sometimes I'll try to do something crazy like, pray for a really long time to get my prayer life back up, but that doesn't work because then I'm exhausted. You know, prayer life takes time to, to grow. It takes practice, just like anything. And that's, like I said, where my identity lies. So, I, yeah, I think that's a really good point, that it takes time with Joseph, but also really in everything. Yeah, It takes yeah. time. It takes practice. Finding your own identity takes practice. You're not just going to find it. Yeah, yeah. Without anything, you're going to have to search for it and discovery, like you said. Well, and yeah, I mean, prayer, as the Church defines it, as it's defined in sacred scripture, is conversation with God. And once you put prayer within the context of conversation with God, then what you have is, a, is an understanding that prayer is about courtship. And like any courtship, it takes time to get to know your beloved, right? It takes time to get to know other, the thou. So just as you are getting to know Sia, 
right, in this courtship and, and it's taking time. You, you spend a lot of time talking to each other and the more time you spend talking to each other, the more you're going to get to know her. And then that's with God. And part of the getting to know God is opening up sacred scripture is getting into those devotional practices, is going to Mass, is going to adoration, all these things that in time allows us to better understand what He wants to say to you in the particular moment that you might find yourself in. And this is the joy of discovery. God is the always more. The word mystery from the Greek mysterium means inexhaustible reality. So there's always more to God. (laughs) This shouldn't so much intimidate us as much as inspire us. Gosh, Lord, if you have revealed yourself to me up to this point in the way you have, and, and I don't fully understand it, I kind of sort of understand it, I look forward to the next hour, the next day, the next week um, that is before me, because I know you have so much more to disclose to me in this time that I'm going through right now, whether it is a time of joy. I know there have been many joys over the past week, week and a half, as you've been in Chico, just not because I've let you beat me in basketball, but because... <laughs> not, not true, not true. <laughs> but because of the people that you're around with, right? Absolutely. Um, but there's also very difficult times, very difficult struggles that you have spoken to. And uh, those joys and those struggles kind of balance each other out to reveal to us ultimately the wonder that is the beautiful mystery that is the body of Christ. I don't know if you have any uh, closing thoughts for our listening audience. Yeah, actually, what I've felt when someone comes up to me that I know pretty well and just starts talking to me about my life, that's so refreshing. So just like a piece of advice, if you're going up to someone and they're great at something, Mm. you know, a musical instrument, acting, Mm. sports, anything, just have a conversation with them, not about that, because they probably get it too much about what what they're good at, and that can be so refreshing, I think. And that's, like I said, what I love about coming to Chico. There's just a lot of people who are just see me for me. Yeah, yeah. and back home too. And another thing that you just pointed out was that there is always more mm-hmm. that gets lost in my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. That it's not right now is over in the next second, you know? So there is always more if you let there be. C.S. Lewis says that the capture of the present moment is the point of departure for accomplishing things we could have never imagined accomplishing in God. Uh, So if we can just capture this moment as a son of God and embrace it for what it is in who we are, just not what we do, but again, in in who we are, then we will do things that we ourselves could never imagine. Why? Because that's what God calls us to. We have something beautiful to offer. And yeah, part of that is what we do. I I don't want to, I want to make sure that's not lost you have a special gift, and and God is going to continue to use that gift when you teach. They're going to want to see Aaron Holcraft dunk. It'll be a great tool for you to bring kids closer to you, right? But that is always seen in light of Aaron Holcraft, son of God, teacher, husband, father, so on and so forth. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Aaron, for the gift of your time uh, this evening. I I fully appreciate it. I know is. something for you to take a deep breath and come on air and and talk about the things you talked about. All right, let us close with a word of prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we do just give you special thanks and praise for the gift of this evening, the 
the gift of this time that we've had to reflect into this great call you have before us to realize that uh, first and foremost, we are called to cry, Abba, Father. And so that is what we do as we pray. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.